Hi, this is Zach Semke with Passive House Accelerator, and thanks for tuning in to this special bonus episode of the Passive House podcast, recorded at Passive House Network's 2023 conference in Denver, Colorado. And a big thank you to Enersign for their support of the series. The interview you're about to hear was hosted by Sean St. Amour and Mark Willey, both co-hosts of the Construction Tech Edition of Passive House Accelerator Live. in Denver at the Passive House Network, and I am with Mariana, who is going to give us a bit of an update of what's happening with EMU. Mariana, who are you, and what's going on with your passion for Passive House? Hi, Sean. Um, I'm Mariana Pickering. I'm a co-founder of EMU. We do all of the builder training for the CPHT program in North America, and we license the curriculum out in Australia, and then we have a pilot program to help builders get to their first certified um, Mariana, when was your first Passive House conference? That's a great question and very difficult to pull back from memory. <laughs> um, I assume, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it must have been in Europe because we found Passive House when Emu was in Architetti and we were in Reggio Emilia in northern Italy for about eight years. And uh, that's where we kind of went down the rabbit hole with the, with the Germans direct. So I'm pretty sure it was one of the international conferences. I just yeah. can't remember which well, one. <laughs> and you've been an early adopter, so that totally makes sense that you have European roots uh, with that particular question. So question number three is what do you get out of these events? Oh, so much. I mean, the biggest thing is just being able to see all of our, our geeky friends, which the, the in-person can't be underestimated. It's just so nice to hang out with everyone and get to catch up on stuff. Um, and then we, as an organization, like as, as EMU, we get a lot out of it by seeing kind of what new products are out on the market. I mean, it's our job to be teaching builders about what they need to know, what they need to ask manufacturers. It's also our job to kind of hold manufacturers a little bit accountable for some of their data and having some transparency on that. So, yeah, we like to see what's out there, what they're telling people, how they're selling these things, and how we can help the builders use those products. And you hold that responsibility so well, the great team. Um, For the folks attending, for the folks that have attended, and the folks unable to be right in sunny, sunny Colorado, uh, can you tell us all like about your plans with the team, how you're interacting with people, your expectations really for the show, and like what are these next two days? What's the vibe? Yeah, so um, well, there's a lot of happy hours. That's first and foremost. Uh, <laughs> no, there's going to be a series of really great educational sessions over the next two days. I think this year it's really exciting to see a really big focus on policy. Um, We're kind of trying to take advantage, we meaning the Colorado folk, are trying to take advantage of the fact that this national conference brings in a lot of expertise from areas that are farther ahead than us. How can we learn from that and make that happen here in Colorado? How can we kind of break the floodgate on multifamily, for example? Stuff like that. Um, So the educational sessions are great. A lot of the formatting for this conference, unlike others, is that um, they tend to have a lot of panels of experts, which is really good for getting deep discussion from experts to other experts about certain things. So I feel like 
of all the conferences we go to, this is definitely one of the higher level building science content things that we do. Um, and then after hours, of course, is great to see everyone. There's going to be a few different events. Um, just trying to build community, honestly, because I think that was the biggest thing I felt when we moved to Colorado is it felt very wild west with lots of freelancers running around and now we have this community it's fantastic and so being able to actually all get together and have you know a mission a shared mission and a plan for going forward that's what these conferences are for awesome okay question number five how do we address the myth or fantasy you know how I spell the word fantasy of a passive house cost costing more oh this is something I talk about a lot. Yes. <laughs> um, it's, it's tricky because, well, honestly, my first thought is just that the analogy that always works best with folks is the car analogy, right? And there's so many different aspects of that analogy that you can kind of twist to whatever you're trying to prove. Um, but, you know, we, what does that mean? More expensive than what? Costs more than what? And what is cost? What is value? Does it cost that you eat crappy food? Yeah, it costs you, but you know, how, what's that doing to your body? So, you know, and then there's the health side of it as well. Like we don't really put value. We don't put dollars in our ROI budget propositions when we're pulling out an ROI. We don't really put in there how much it costs to deal with respiratory health, but all of our buildings affect our respiratory health. And, you know, there's so many things that, that just aren't in a typical um, cost analysis. So that's the first part of it. But then even, even if you're only looking at traditional ROIs, you still have passive house projects, especially multifamily that are at cost parity with markets. There's just, there's just no argument that they're that much more expensive. Obviously the smaller the volume, the harder that gets, but like we're not talking the exorbitant capital fees that people are expecting also because the learning curve is going down a lot. And, you know, when you're learning something new, that can cost more. But now you've got this huge community of people that have done it a bunch of times and, and can get that down to normal costs. Awesome. Okay, Mark's got the bonus question because we hit you with the top five, but Mark's going to finish it off here. Well, the bonus was we got to kick off the conference with Mariana. Uh, can't tell you how many times this year I've got a chance to see her unplanned and added to so much of these wonderful events. So here you go. The bonus. If you're listening out there, answer this question for yourself as well. Who is your biggest passive house fan? This is super hard to answer. <laughs> so is that fan um, with a PH? Of course it is PH with a fan. That would be a PH, Mark. Um, <laughs> yeah, um... So honestly, I am floored by some of the people that come through our training. These are people that have an amazing construction background already, but then pivot into passive house, some of them almost seamlessly because they're already doing such high quality work that it's really not that big of a step for them. And so many of our students come to mind, but um, I wanted to kind of call out a local. <laughs> um, you guys know him, I think, Greg Fisher. Um, mm. He did an amazing project up in uh, Fort Collins called Mill House. And he's an architect. He took a sabbatical to build it himself, too. And he framed it himself, built the whole thing himself. And I swear you could eat off the floor of that construction site. It wow. was so clean and beautiful. <laughs> um, but Greg, among many others that have been through our training, are kind of 
embody my, you know, who I'm a biggest fan of because um, they're doing the actual heavy lift of the execution on site, and uh, that's really impressive. Awesome. At the Accelerator, you are definitely one of our biggest fans. The team at EMU training all of North America with what you're doing, and then also going across the pond and teaching in new markets, which is great. So keep up the amazing work you. you guys are doing. Uh, glad to be on your turf to let you show us around of this beautiful city of Denver, Colorado. You know, Sean, there's another way to connect with Mariana, too. I think you all have some trainings. This is true. Is there any plugging? Uh, sure. <laughs> yeah, we actually have some exciting stuff coming up. Our, well, the online crew is starting next week. Um, still time to get into that if you don't want to travel. But for those people interested in the hands-on training, we have an, a boot camp happening at the end of the month out in California that is completely funded for anyone from Santa Barbara, Ventura, or San Luis Obispo counties. Meaning, Gracie Ren will cover your entire tuition. You can go become a certified Passpass Trades person for free. And by some miracle, we still have a few seats left open in this. So I feel like that is a really good opportunity. And then we'll be doing another boot camp here in Colorado in December. And then, of course, our 2024 schedule will come out pretty soon. So awesome. Check out your calendar for EMU with all the amazing events. And like what Ariana just said, some training in California for those in California that want to become a Passivos certified tradesperson. Check it out. I've taken the course uh, at a few conferences going to Pittsburgh. And I have to say, one of the best Passivos courses I've taken. So glad that I'm a bit of a small alumni. I've taken the one-day course. So if you're out there, sign up and get trained by the great team at EMU. 